Ho and the Variety Show. Here's your host, J-Ho. Welcome, welcome, everybody. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to J-Ho and the Variety Show, where we are now reviving the podcast that was once called Sick Parvis Magna, just kind of taking a new take on it, kind of just coming back just to, you know, talk about stuff. And now that I kind of have time, not really, no promises, um, but welcome back. Um, outside of talking about pop culture, film, you fucking name it, it's a variety show. We're going to name all kinds of stuff, but we're going to kick it off with a work-life balance conversation to kind of talk about, I guess, my history and just kind of how I let work get the best of me and you shouldn't let work get the best of you. And really the whole point of this is just to kind of create a good comfort zone for everyone. Eventually we're going to have guests. We're going to kind of talk about basically everything that there is to talk about with mental health. We got hosts kind of lined up to join and just, you know, talk about their experiences. And again, it's a comfort zone. Everyone could talk ask questions at the end if you have any and really just kind of know that you're not alone in your battle with your mental state because at the end of the day that's what we all face but we don't have to face it alone so to kind of kick it off i'm just gonna go ahead and start with my story i mean my story is just like anyone else um but different right um so work life right so my life with work kind of started when i was 17 um i started basically being a, a car hop at sonic uh, <laughs> not the funnest job, let me tell you. Um, had really interesting bosses, but, you know, it was hard work. Running around, getting hit by cars, it's a real thing. Tip your car up, that's all I'm going to say. Um, the running over story, that's probably another for another time. But that's where I started. I went on to be a server for Chili's for about, like, five years. I did that um, for a long time. Really loved Chili's, still do. I'm a Chili head at heart, always will be. And kind of going into Alamo Draft House. So I went to Alamo Draft House because I wanted to do more with me. You know, I wanted to do more with the service industry. It was something that, like, I had a passion for and I really wanted to do. But Chili's flat out just said, you don't have it. And that kind of hurts a person, you know, kind of demotivates you just like anyone else. That was kind of the start of this whole story and kind of like snowball of where we get to the big picture. Um, but I went to Alamo Draft House after that. I had some great people lead me into Alamo Draft House. The owner that actually owns this now, uh, his name's Joey Boatwright. And quick shout out to that man. That man's amazing. He's my mentor for life and really love that man. I'm actually seeing him later on this weekend. Um, great dude. But anyway, he brought me on um, and I love the business immediately. You know, movie business was completely different. Even though if you've served in and outside of bars or restaurants, it was just completely different. And it was one of those things that like, I can't even begin to express how different it was. You just, if you worked at Draft House, you knew the struggles and you know, you have every memory of movies within your heart because they were probably terrible <laughs> in the sense that we were working countless hours and, you know, really enjoyed it. There's a, and, and soon we'll dive into really the death of the difference between working long hours and loving something and really working long hours and not loving something. So that's something that I, I definitely want to emphasize. Um, but yeah, so I was at Draft House for a long time and then I had to move forward with my career in general because at the time I moved to San Antonio. So I kind of had to say goodbye to Alamo Draft House and then I kind of job hopped for a while. I'm not going to lie. There was just nothing like Draft House. I think my expectations for like a workplace was really, really different back then. And it was just something that like no one could really match. I mean, I, I love that company. I, I just actually talked, you know, high stakes about, you know, that company to a friend of mine who was on, on the phone with earlier. And I really do love that job. You know, something, nothing will ever replace that job. And, you know, I went to, you know, a live local venue known as The Rustic, and it's a great place to work. You know, I probably would have stayed there if it wasn't for not seeing family so much. Um, so I definitely changed that job right away. I hopped over to the wash tub. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I went to Pizza Patron. Kind of went all these different places. Went to Eva Entertainment, which anyone that's in the fam kind of knows what's going on with that. Um, and I was a, I took a step down when I went to Eva Entertainment. And, uh, you know, I was a kitchen manager. And I loved it. I worked a lot. But Evo was actually a part of me that kind of reminded me of, like, what work-life balance should be and what it shouldn't be. So like, I kind of want to touch on a lot of that. So now I'm currently 28 and I'm about to be running a new bar in downtown San Antonio. I can't talk about it too much, but it's definitely something that I'm excited for. Stay tuned for details. I will be dropping handles on that later so you guys can kind of get a little sneak preview at that. But we are keeping that a little hush hush because it's gonna be big and we're super excited for it. Um, 
but work-life balance, y'all. So, so some of my past histories, like I kind of want to touch bases on several different stories that I have that I, I kind of just slowly became a workaholic and it wasn't, it was a fault of my own in the sense because I chose to, but there was definitely many reasons behind that, you know, many lingering reasons for that and like you know obviously you know i come from you go past texas it's a small town and i definitely wanted to help help provide with my family you know i think that was one of the big things for me where you know we were kind of a low-income house family and it was hard to get things that we wanted and you know i soon became my own provider you know i brought pretty much anything I wanted at that point when I was a server, you know, towards the end of high school. That's all I did, but I missed everything. I missed out on everything. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to football games. I think I only went to homecoming because I was in band. But, like, there was a lot of things I missed out on because I thought at some point, like, I had to be a provider. And it started that young, you know, when I was 17, 18. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, like, got to kind of be that provider now. And it was kind of a big deal for me because, you know, if my parents needed help with groceries, gas, like you name it, I was basically there. And mind you, we, you know, as a server, if anyone's been a server, like that is kind of where the money is when you're young. You know, it's easy, flexible. You could pick and release shifts, like whatever you want. And, you know, that was kind of crazy because at the time we were super short staffed, just like the whole fucking world is right now. And it's like, you know, I think there was a point in time when I worked for Chili's, I worked for a whole month straight and I hit a breaking point. Like I, I hit an entire breaking point. Like it was one of those things where there was a lot kind of piling up in my life. At the time, my mother had cancer and, you know, I was working hard to kind of help provide gas money to my dad or whatever help they kind of needed since, you know, my mom was obviously in the condition that she was. So we were just kind of like, working fucking hard day in and day out you know it's one of those things where like had to provide you have to take care of your family and and it's just kind of like a conservative hispanic culture i feel like that's just what we're a part of and it's kind of what's ingrained with us even now like i mean i feel like i'm that person now so that's what i did so like literally for a month straight i worked at chili's you know day in and day out you name it open and close overtime didn't matter there it was just like hey you're here to work you're here to work so like you know i would leave school at like one or noon and i'd go straight to chili's work like one to 12 whatever the hell i would get out kind of repeat it all over again and all to provide right and then i hit a breaking point where i was just fucking up like obviously after working a month straight i was fucking up and 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 it was just not a good day obviously and then you know my manager ended up getting mad at me and i fucking blew up like i was just like bro like don't fucking tell me what i should be doing right now because it's bullshit that i'm not there for my family i'm not there to see my mom and like bro like it was probably one of the most like like i guess come to jesus talk that i kind of needed but they kind of wouldn't let me because sometimes the business is, I guess, I can't blame them sometimes because they got to run a business and manage their lives. But at the same time, like, we're humans, right? We're humans and they need to remember that we go through shit. And, and that was one big thing that always affected me, right? So obviously providing for my family. That's going to be a big theme of this whole thing where my mental state is affected by the idea of having to provide. So... <clears throat> obviously my time at Chili's finished and that was probably one of the biggest breaking points where you just don't have time to be a kid and I really wasn't like the minute I started working I stopped being a kid like you could ask anyone my little brother all my entire family I was about playing video games watching movies kind of do what, doing what I'm doing now but I just stopped like I, I completely utterly stopped just because it was to me it was my idea that I have to grow up I have to provide I have to kind of do all of these things right and you know that's just kind of what it was so you know we went to Alamo Draft House right fast forward there a couple couple years and I'm at Alamo Draft House and you know just to say again I did love that job there's a big difference in what loving a job does for you and it almost feels like you're not working versus just working yourself to the bone there is a, a conflicting point where no matter what, you're going to be tired. And that's what people need to remember, right? Like people need to understand that you're not going to, you have your limits. You know what I mean? You're never going to like stop, stop, but you have your limits and it shows at home. So at the time I was engaged and, you know, I just gotten the opportunity. I just got offered the job. You know, I got offered to be the kitchen manager over at Alamo Draft House. And this is a big point for the mental side of things where this is where it started to affect me. And I felt like this is where I became a workaholic. And it was just one of those things where, like, can't stop. And I just went to go interview with my boss. And, um, you know, it was a really intense interview, at least for me at that age, right? 
because I think I was only like 20, 21. And then, um, you know, I walk out the building, they offer me the job point blank. And mind you, at the time, like, you know, my salary was probably the lowest it ever was, right? Because I was an entry level manager, kind of starting a new job, didn't know the in and outs, didn't know anything. I just said yes, because I thought it was something to be really, really proud of, right? And here am I, a young kid, 20, 21, just got offered a salary gig, which comes with, you know, benefits and vacation, all that good stuff. Pretty low salary. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You know, I think if I had to put a number on it, I think it was 32 k a year. Um, but I was still stoked for it, you know, because I love that job. You know, I used to grind it out there. I almost quit there. And that's a whole other story, I guess, for another time. But we, so, so the first thing I do, hey, V, uh, what's up? You haven't missed much. Um, and for the record, guys, if you guys chat, I probably won't go into the chat too much just because it's a different kind of podcast. Um, but V, you didn't miss much. He's my moderator. Shout out to V and Dry Oats for moderating today. If there's anything that pops up that's weird, that's inappropriate, they'll be kind of moderating that. That's what's the great thing about doing a live show. Um, we always keep it cool here. But anyway, oh, yeah, he he is lurking. I see that boy. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, I just got offered thirty-two thousand dollars a year to you know basically work, you know, work kind of work myself to the bone in a sense because I was ready to do it. You know, I wanted to do it. So the first thing I do is I call my dad. So if anyone knows me, like relationship with my dad is a little complicated. It's you know that's probably the best way to put it, right? <laughs> it's just complicated, you know. And um, you know this is kind of like something that I realized affected me. But he's straight up, you know, I call him and I'm super excited to tell him the news because I finally, you know, I made, I, I guess in my head, I made something of myself. You know, I, I got a really good job while I'm still in school and kind of doing all those things. And um, I tell him, you know, I call, I'm like, hey, dad, like they offered me the job. And his first question, like, was like, hey, how much is it for? And I'm just like, you know, and I tell him the amount, hey, it's 32K, you know, it's pretty good to start. And then he was just like, oh, that's it. And it was almost like this disgusted tone in his voice that was like, you know, that's not enough. Like, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it kind of thing. And he was obviously very unsupportive. And, you know, that kind of hurt, right? Because it's like, you know, we look at our fathers to just be supportive. And though they know what's best for us sometimes, sometimes we just want the support, right? And I felt like in that moment, that changed me forever. And, and, I, and I say that because anyone that's known me you know, my ex-wife, they know I just work. Like, that is my thing. Like, I am the guy you hire to work his ass off to get what he wants and also to get what the company wants. And that's just who I am. Like, I'm a hard fucking worker. And that's that was the moment that kind of defined that. So I kind of go over everything else with him, and he's like, yeah, well, that's cool, you know. You know, good luck with that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was, you know, unfortunately... Like, to me, in my head, it's like, well, I got to make him proud. I got to hear him say he's proud of me. So I continue to just work. Like, I work myself to the bone. Obviously, you know, I talked to my ex-wife at the time and, you know, everyone else. And everyone was super pumped about it. But his his opinion is apparently what mattered most to me. And that's what I found out, you know, kind of processing a lot of things. And, you know... It sucked, right? So that's what I did. I fucking worked myself to the fucking bone, guys. My longest shift to date, like, I'm not even kidding, 36 hours. I didn't leave the building. Um, I could remember it specifically because I talk about this in every interview because it's a weird talking point because someone asks, like, how are you? Are you afraid of hard work? Or, you know, how? what level do you take to get the job done? And that's my perfect example where I said I had a 36-hour shift once. And then they, they ask why, and essentially, I basically fucked up a specials menu item, and it was for, I, I remember to this day, it's Captain America Civil War, and it was one of the things that, like, I feel like, um, at that point in time, I needed to take full ownership of, so I did. I took full ownership of it, I stayed overnight, because it was like a brace short rib, and I fucked it up, so I just did it, and I stayed overnight, did my administration work, did whatever I had to do, and and it was crazy. It was super crazy, so um, that's always a talking point for me in interviews because they ask, like, what lengths are you to get um, the job done, and that was me, right, to get the job done, and, you know, I remember that so clearly and vividly because I just remember thinking I have to make all these people proud. 
you know, whether it was my ex-wife at the time, my father, mostly my father, my siblings, myself, like, it was just, it was almost like 3% me and, you know, everyone else, right? And I, and I think it's something that I find intense, and, you know, to this day, I'm like that. It, it's created good skills, don't get me wrong, but this is where everything kind of starts collapsing, right? So, obviously, I eventually work my way up to to be the GM, right? I end up being the GM, and, you know, I did the same thing. Every time I got promoted, guys, I did the same exact thing. I called my dad. You know, I called my dad on the phone, and I'm like, hey, dad, new position. Like, it's happening. And, you know, AGM. And, and it, it, it honestly, it slightly got better reactions, obviously, because now, now I was running the place. It was my building, and life was good. Life was fucking good, you know? Or so I thought. So I thought. So... As, as everyone says, it's not always so grass is not always greener on the other side. So me being a GM at, I think I was 22, 23, um, for a building like that, it was a $14 million building that, you know, average revenue was maybe four to 5 million. And it, it was an undertaking, you know, it's not something that like, I don't recommend anyone to do because I became a GM in less than a year, essentially for after my role from KM to GM. So it was like, Oh fuck. Like, so I kind of did a lot in, in that amount of time, and it was just fucking insane to me. So I kind of go on, you know, to continue to do these things, and, like, I just don't stop working. Like, I realize now I have to maintain this, right? And I don't stop. I continue to push for success, push for success. And as my work life is up here, my social life or love life, you name it, was just dwindling down. And it was just like... Oh, shit. So I'd go home, right, even on my days off, and just sleep all day. Sleep all day. Don't spend any quality time um, with my fiancé, ex-wife at the time. And it was just, it was terrible. It wasn't a good life. Like, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't really hang out with anyone outside of the occasional beer after work. And and it sucked because it's like I took this pride in making my dad proud, making, you know, whoever whoever I thought I had to make proud and provide on top of that, the only thing that mattered. So, as I said before, I gave up video games, I gave up movies, like, and, and it's funny because I worked at a movie theater, but I gave up movies. Like, you know, I never had time, and like, maybe for the big ones, I you know, I went to go see screenings or whatever, but I gave up a lot. Like, I gave up everything that I've ever thought of being a kid and that reflected on me like on me and it's just it was terrible like I can't even express how much it sucks that it changed me like on a mental level because I was thinking I was doing so good because I was providing I was doing so well and then brick wall like you know me and my fiance at the time and or wife at the time we we do get um separated because I hit a breaking point so I hit a huge breaking point in my life where I realize not only do I not have a social life and, you know, there's a lot of other mental issues kind of bottling up because all I did was work. I, you know, couldn't be with this person either because at the time we just weren't really gelling, right? So I lose my wife at the time and that was crushing. Like it, it just, we, we, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I was making, I think that job alone, I was making the most money I've ever made like to this day like talking close to six figures and again it doesn't it doesn't mean shit like money doesn't mean shit guys like i don't know if anyone cares about getting the bag and thinking the bag is what matters but i'm telling you right now it doesn't like it's not what matters um because you know i struggled a lot for several months um until i recently came back right you know me and my wife tried to work things out so i moved to san antonio and, you know, I'm, I'm hopping jobs. I'm trying to find out what I like. And obviously nothing kind of meets the expectation of Al- Alamo. And I even go back to Alamo again at some point. Then I get furloughed. And, and, and it's like one of those things that, like, when I go back to Alamo, that's where I think I've kind of hit my, my, my prime. I, I hit my prime, and I'm just like, dude, I've made it. Like, I'm back at Alamo. I'm killing it. I'm finally having a life again because we finally let everything settle down. And then, boom, COVID. Fuck. <laughs> like, we're in COVID now. And it's just like, 
the only great thing about COVID, shout out to the Twitch fam that's here right now, and shout out to anyone that's just vibing and learning, because I would have not met all you beautiful people, was because of COVID. But COVID happened and I lost my job. I lost my job entirely, essentially. And um, it was crazy because, you know, I loved it. I loved being back. But it was something I needed because even in that window of time from from, you know, losing my wife, kind of getting back with her, trying to fix, trying to fix everything while working on different jobs. All I focused on were those things like fixing my relationship and work. There was no fun, no, no anything. You know what I mean? Nothing at least that was mine. So I think when we came to COVID, that was the time to kind of refine myself in the sense of I started playing video games again. Like, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming out, and that was one of the first games I started streaming on YouTube. I think I was streaming on YouTube all the time. And I streamed most of it. Fucking amazing game. I loved it. And that's when I kind of started falling in love with all that shit again. You know, I started watching TV shows, movies, kind of being a bum, you know? Like, and I was a bum, you know, with COVID for about three months. And, you know, eventually we found out we were pregnant, and that's when I went back to work. And I was kind of like... You know, now I got to go back to being the provider, you know, and, and that was the thing. Like, I finally got over this hunch of being a provider for just me or the home. But then I was like, fuck, like, we're pregnant. I'm having a kid. Like, I got to provide. So, you know, that's when we went back on the job hunt and we kind of found all these different things like the wash tub, pizza Patron, Buffalo Wild Wings, then Evo, whatever in that order, I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, and like, it, it was one of those things that we were just like. That's all I focused on, too. Like, I mean, a lot of y'all saw it. I tried. You know, I tried to play. I tried to game. But it just... Now the job was kind of hurting me. Because, like, I loved games. I loved that. I tried to make time for it. I would stay up super late to play. And it was, like, my clarity in life that I needed to kind of just balance things out. You know, it was, it was one of those things where... I don't know if you guys know this, but as I talk about a complicated relationship with my, fa- my parents... Um, video games, movies, pulp culture was like almost like my father figure, if that makes any sense. Like I, I, you know, I think I was talking to a friend of mine. I think it was Allie actually, and I was telling her this where, you know, Captain America, like that one always one line always stays in my head. Um, all I need you to do is be a great man. No, no, uh, fuck, I forgot the line now. But I don't want you to be a great soldier, but a great man. And, like, that was the thing for me where I started watching all these movies and video games. And, you know, my my ex-wife would even say it all the time. She's like, you always want to be the hero of things. Like, you always want to be the hero of things. And and that was the reason, you know. It was like because a lot of the stuff I played, a lot of the stuff I did and trying to balance out my life, it just never happened. So now that I realize that value again, thanks to all of you. I wanted that in my life, right? I wanted video games, wanted movies, wanted friends, wanted family time, you name it. I wanted all in my life. But now every job that I came across, it just couldn't happen. It was just something that, like, it, 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 it like, refrained from a lot of these different things. And, you know, Evo, to, to kind of speak about Evo, you know, I think that was one of those things that made stuff difficult for working for that place. Like, I loved it. Like, especially even now, like, I love the people there. If they were to call me right now and ask for help, I want to go back, mind you. <laughs> like, let's be clear about that. I want to go back. But um, if they ask for help, like, I would help. I would die on my sword for those people because those, pe- those people are amazing. And, like, you know, all I wanted was some help because I wanted more time to myself. But I was working every day, basically, you know, whether it was, like, a schedule on my off day, an order on my off day, or some bullshit. It was just one of those things where, like, it just couldn't happen for whatever reason. And and that was my thing. Like, so now it, it affected me a lot, right? So I worked at Eva about nine months. And um, I was really trying to find this balance. You know, I, I felt like we had everything in tune and we were about to get there. And then something else happens. And then, boom, goes crashes down. And it's just like a constant back and forth where I think one straw that broke the camel's back was really, it dropped hard. I mean, it, it was one of those things where... I couldn't do it anymore. Like, I, I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be able to do this. Like, like, like that would just slowly became my mantra of, like, no, dude, work-life balance. Like, like we need to stop having the norm of overworking ourselves. Like, like I, I, I took a vacation, and this was, like, the biggest eye-opener for me. Like, I haven't taken a vacation, like, a real vacation, just me, 
really my entire life. Like, I know I said, I think last time I said that it was like four years, but I, I had vacation, you know, with my ex-wife and other stuff before, but it, this was just me by myself, didn't really be with anyone and just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And I'll tell you right now, guys, if anyone's out there that's afraid to be alone, that's afraid to do things on their own, it's the fucking best thing, first of all. Because there's no rush, there's no plans, like, you do whatever the fuck you want, and, and it's glorious, like, first of all. And it, and it changed me, like, you know, I think, I didn't really do a lot, honestly, I just, it was kind of a staycation, I went to Austin twice, because I went to a concert, then I did a mud run, and then, you know, I, I watched video games, like, literally for a whole day, I was watching Allie, shout out to Allie, um, <laughs> and like, like, I didn't do a whole lot, but I just did shit I wanted to do and spend time with myself. And this was before I quit Evo, right? So I go to Evo super refreshed, and then literally my first day back, it, it just went to shit again. Because it was more shit for me to carry and more shit for me to do. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care if it's for less money. Like, I'm done. Like, I put in my notice without knowing if I had a job or not. And it, it was one of those things that, like, I just... I just had to do it, guys. Like, my whole point in this whole thing, guys, like, like, is one, a job doesn't make you. The the amount you get paid doesn't make you. Like, like I think for me, like, I had that in my head for a long fucking time. Like, and just because you know, my dad kind of put it in my head. I don't think he meant it intentionally. You know, the more I think back on it, but it was one of those things where, like, you know, the way people react to certain things. We start thinking certain things and that's what fucking matters and it's not true. So, you know, a dollar amount doesn't matter. If you want to be a fucking door dasher your whole fucking life, do it. Mind you, I just came back from doing that and I fucking love it because I work like six hours. I made my money and here I am about to drink with everyone with Twitch and I'm super fucking stoked for that. So, yes, like first of all, fucking yes. Dollar amount doesn't fucking matter, guys. Your job title doesn't fucking matter. Do whatever the fuck that makes you happy. That's all I want to say, because at the end of the day, like, your happiness matters, and I want to reflect back on my time on Alamo, like, Alamo Draft House Laredo, yes, I worked probably my, the most I've ever fucking worked at that place, but it never felt like it, guys, like, every time I went in there to do a 13, 15 hour shift, like, I honestly loved every fucking second of it, like, it didn't feel like work, because I was super passionate, you know, I was designing beer menus, I was talking to all these people like my job was to serve food and watch fucking movies like you know what i mean like it was the coolest fucking shit and to this day like i i'm have mad respect for anyone that does that job because it's a lot of fucking work but i did love that you know it's like that was like never the problem with that place like i loved it every step of the way two make time for yourself like like i know Blind loyalty is a bitch. And I, I'm going to say that right now. Like, sometimes it's not even blind. Sometimes we're just so fucking loyal that, like, you know, we're, we're in the shit. Like, anyone that's in the hospita hospitality food service business, you're going to be one of those people that's like, oh, man, I see them struggling. You know what? Fucking, I'm going to stay a little bit later and I'll, I'll help you all out. And then it becomes this fucking habit that, like, now it's the norm. Now they expect you to do this. And, you know, sure, if it's by choice, sure, by all means. But sometimes, like, when it becomes an expectation and they start getting after you about it, it's like, bro, like, how many times have I done this? Like, how many times do I miss out on, you know, holidays with my family? How much do I miss out on, like, you know, just me time? Like, me time. And that's what I mean, really mean. Like, have time to yourself. Read a book. Go play video games. Go run. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. And just you. It doesn't have to be, like, with anyone else. But have that you time. Because, like... It's not fair. I'm telling you right now. It's not a, It's not fair. Like, I, I'm so mad at myself for wasting so much time focused on work. Like, that's just the fact now. And, like, now with, like, this new job, um, don't get me wrong. I know I'm going to work hard. You know, I, I just know I'm going to work hard. But they already know, like, my daughter comes first. My time comes second. And that's there's no buts about that, you know. And mind you, they've we've already communicated. We know exactly what we're doing. And this job is probably the one that, like, this, this is the last <laughs> part I talk about getting a new job, guys. Twitch fam, I know y'all. I love y'all. I know I've made that announcement too many fucking times, and you can call me out for it if you want. But I swear to God, this is it. Like, I really feel good about this one. 
I want all of y'all somehow to travel over here and check it out when it opens because um, I'm going to be so proud of it. But anyway, I promise this is, this is the last one. Um, but yeah, and three, you know, don't forget, like, like three, if you do choose a job that you're going to spend a good, well, we spent eight hours, of, 40 hours of, uh, a week, right? And really, you know, during the day, that's almost like 60% of our time. Just choose something you love. Don't let someone judge you like a family member saying, oh, you're just a Domino's pizza delivery guy. But, like, if you fucking like it, and mind you, I've heard delivery guys make fucking well over what I make. Like, if I'm being honest, like, I've heard good shit about just really chill jobs that make a shit ton of money. If you want to strive to be a fucking, you know, social influencer, strive to do it. Like, just do what you want to do and just commit. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you got to bet on you. And, and and that's one of the things with me, like, like I bet it on me towards the end of this whole thing. Like, Evo, like... I literally checked if I had a job, and thanks to my, I was actually gonna work here, beautiful place. I'm gonna head over there this Sunday, and it was one of those things where I was gonna work there, and I was taking a pay cut, but I didn't care. It was one of those things where like, I bet it on me. If something works out, it's gonna work out. And then sure enough, I got a phone call that I still have an interview with that place, and you know, sure enough, got the job afterwards. So bet on yourself. That, that's 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 the last thing. Bet on yourself. Like, don't be afraid, because like. Everyone here is fucking capable of so much. It's just about getting pushed to do it. And, you know, I'll, I'll do a Michael Scott reference here, but, you know, you miss every shot that you don't take. You know, it's just fucking true. And I, I think for me, like, that's been the most enlightening thing lately, where, like, I've taken a lot of fucking chances lately. Whether they work out or not, it just kind of fucking does. Um... Because that's another mantra I think I was talking with a friend about, like, it's some Chinese proverb thing, and I probably can't explain it right, so I won't bring it up, but I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, really believe in yourself and the things that are happening right now, because they can happen for you. Like, I'm so blessed to fucking have this job that I have, because it's literally the, the one of the jobs where I feel not only the most respected, but, like, the most, like, intrigued. Like, I literally sat in a meeting talking about how we're marketing this thing and you know everyone's bouncing ideas off each other and it's like a collaborative thing and we're just like holy fuck i'm running a business like you know what i mean like it's it's essentially me feeling like a business owner with no risk because i still get paid which is fantastic and i love it like i'm so in love with this job you have no idea like i'm working now even though i'm off the job and like that's just again my choice but it's like cool shit like i have to go to bars later and that's my job, literally. So, anyway, like, all I'm saying, guys, you can make shit happen. Like, bet on yourself. And even if it doesn't work out the first time, get up the second time. It doesn't work out the second time, get up the third time. Like, you just got to keep fucking trying. You just got to. And, like, work-life balance is such a big thing, guys. Like, you can't, you can't function. Like, I think rest and overall, like, getting some you time, you're going to perform better if you rest like if you're not happy with your performance go take a nap if you're getting easily frustrated by any person that walks through the door go watch a movie take yourself out to dinner have a glass of wine do whatever the fuck it takes to unwind and just kind of detach yourself from the world because we need that time as human beings as everyone knows hence why i'm doing this like part of the reason i wanted to do this because i feel like me talking out loud about it whether i got one viewer or ten like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. It's like, at the end of the day, I think I get something out of it, and hopefully someone learns something from this whenever I post it. But, you know, I think overall, like, like, don't, don't work hard and, don't, and, and not play hard. You know what I mean? Like, you got to do both. You're going to work hard, fucking play hard. Do what you got to do. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I think my tangent and rant's over. Cause that's what this is going to feel like a lot of the time. Just be fucking ranting. Because a lot of the stuff that I feel like I'm going to bring up is stuff I feel like I've come to terms with and I can't talk about it. And I can be really honest about it too. Like, And this is where it leads to the question side of things. Like, If anyone wants advice right now, if anyone wants, you know, just 
kind of wants an, or has another question about my stories. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can ask anything, and I'm an open book because the whole purpose of this is to create a comfort zone with my community and with anyone that's listening that, like, you know, we're here to discuss things because, you know, mental health doesn't get talked about enough. Like, we talk, unfortunately, we hear a lot of things every day about people doing terrible things to themselves when they're great people and we know they're great people. And, you know, sometimes all it takes is a little bit of help or a little bit of someone to listen to or at least a little bit of a feeling that they weren't alone. And I hope I could achieve that by doing this with you guys and just continue to do it. So um, if anyone has anything, just throw them up on the table. I think I'm going to read what V said because I was reading it as we were going along. But I think you're 100% right, bro. Like, um, I'm going to read it out loud real quick. So Veridal says, I think it's a generational generalization thing where parents and grandparents have been like that's not good enough to be better when people only wanted encouragement or good things but i think that's only really changing in parents where instead of being like that they'd be more encouraging in that sense yeah no i i totally agree bro like i feel like sometimes like that's why i feel like i'm not even angry about that scenario anymore i feel like sometimes we lay out expectations and we get disappointed and i and i think us setting expectations is also a problem because if I expect someone to act a certain way and they don't, I'm going to start re like reacting in a terrible way when, mind you, in their perspective, they mean well, you know, and, and just like how you said it. So I totally get it. And I'm going to put, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and let Veridal say this one too. Like the bag has its own sets of problems that follow along with it. I agree guys. Like, I think there's a lot of people I've been talking to a lot of people specifically talking about chasing money and and honestly guys like money is not everything like like money helps money makes you comfortable it just kind of depends on everyone's circumstances but you know i i think for me the bag is not the answer like i think if you love what you do every day and even if it doesn't pay enough money now if you do it long enough the money's gonna come and the only way I'm the only I like to think I'm kind of true on that because for me um, for me this is actually like for this job this is the most I've ever been paid on a base salary and you know I just love what I do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah V yeah it does run you ragged man like and that's the thing like it has its limits, like I said before, and, and mind you, I don't know everyone's circumstances because sometimes you have to, you know, someone's everyone's circumstances are that way, but you know, just have an exit strategy and have a smart one, stay committed, you know, so you could kind of get out of whatever situation you could be in. And again, it's not as easy as I'm saying that, and I'm not trying to bash anyone by saying that. All I'm saying is that like, don't live this life. See, I love it. Veridal says one more year. And fuck yeah. I mean, you got an exit plan. You're sticking to it. And that's what matters, bro. Like, as long as you find an out for yourself and where you're going to feel comfortable, that that's what you got to do for sure. But um, I, I really appreciate it. I felt like this went moderately well. And I, I think it's something that's not going to be too structured. You're just going to kind of hear me go on a tangent. And soon we'll have people sitting with me. And we'll be on Discord talking about all our stuff together, you know. And, and I think... You know, again, this is all about awareness. So, this show, J-Ho and the Variety Show, is going to be about this and many other things. Like, there's definitely going to be Marvel conversations, going to be video game conversations. Like, there's a lot of shit that's going to go down on this show. And this is the start, you know. And I hope this one really, like, this specific episode touches base with just anyone. And there's a whole lot of other discussions to have. Like, I kind of want to talk about like how video games cure my trauma. That'll be an upcoming like episode soon because it helped me understand my trauma. So it's it's going to be really interesting. It might be emotional. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's one of those things that I think, you know, I hope people relate to in, in some kind of way to help them feel better about how they're dealing with their issues. Because, you know, at the end of the day, no one's alone, you know. But... I think right now I'm going to go ahead and put a be right back because I'm, I'm going to check if we're doing family game night because I'm super stoked for family game night. And if we're not, I'll probably jump in some Little Nightmares too. For all the listeners listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the fuck I'm going to put this thing, um, stay tuned. Um, I'm probably going to plan on dropping an episode once a month. That'll kind of be my routine and just 
kind of have fun with it. If anyone wants to be a part of the show, shoot me a message and we could talk about it for sure, whether it be this subject or any others. I know I have a lot to redeem, though, because a lot of my, my community already got dibs. So I'll be heading up a lot of y'all to do a podcast soon. But yes, um, my name is Jay, and I am the host of J-Ho and the Variety Show. And I'll definitely see y'all next time. You thought it was over? But wait, there's more. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. Welcome to J-Ho and the Variety Show. And... This is a life update, considering what was spoken of in this episode was about May 2022, and it is now March 2023. And only reason I'm throwing this piece of information in, because obviously things change, um, things tend to take a turn, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more in an extended episode. Um, so here goes nothing. So... What happened to the bar is probably what everyone's curious about. <clears throat> well, the bar was awesome. The bar was super successful. Um, the bar was amazing. I, I think everything about that experience is something that I'll never be able to take oh, like away from me. Um, I feel really, really great about what happened there. Um, very prideful, and to this day, I will always talk well about what happened there and it was a great time i I think that's one thing that you know i did love that job and that job was awesome so why did i leave everyone's wondering why i left well one of the biggest factor essentially was um kind of going back to work-life balance i mean you know we got to october around halloween time and um you know i was working a lot i had a weird schedule um me and my ex are co-parenting and I like to think we're doing a pretty good job. Um, You know, we're really kind of working out all the details. And, you know, luckily with me being able to write my schedule, it made sense. Um, But it got difficult. I mean, let's be honest, a bar is a night job. And why am I going to work in the morning for a bar? You know, and from October all the way to New Year's, I missed pretty much every holiday with my daughter. And for the folks that know me that are really close to me, Um, They also know that this past July, July 2022, um, my father passed away as well. So I did a lot of thinking, and I kind of just didn't want to make work. Like, I wouldn't say I was making work life there. It was just I wanted to give it my all. You know, I think this job was so good to me that I did want to give them my very absolute best because they respected everything I did. They they pushed me to be better and very sympathetic towards the passing of my father. Very, 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 very kind to me and my daughter. And I think I couldn't be more grateful for that. But, you know, there was a point where, you know, I think sometimes you have to realize the value you're putting into your work. And I don't think I was doing that. So as much as I was missing holidays and working a lot and missing time with family and all that, um, it just wasn't a right fit anymore. You know, time became more important to me. So I, I and the owners basically decided to part ways. And, you know, for me, um, it wasn't the best conversation like to talk about. Cause even to this day, like it's not great to talk about. Um, but I mean, I'm a lot better now. Um, I, I'm basically in a position where I took a step down. I took a step down to be a kitchen manager at a different restaurant. Um, I was actually really close to just saying bye to restaurants. Um, it's hard to work a restaurant gig and have work-life balance because that's just the world we live in. Um, anyone could relate that works that life. And to me, I just I didn't want to be a part of it anymore if it didn't involve a balanced schedule. So luckily I happened to apply to essentially a brunch place called Maple Street Biscuit Company. And I really enjoy it. Um, I've actually only been there about eight, nine days now. And my schedule typically is 6 a.m. to about 3.30 p.m., 4 p.m. It's about nine, 10 hour days, five days a week. And I'm still working about 40 to 50 hours, which is honestly 
a God, like a blessing. <laughs> Cause I'm so used to working 60, 60 and over. So, and I'm also have the day to myself, you know, when I am off or I have my daughter, you know, we, we could go do stuff and not feel bad about not doing enough at work. So honestly, it's been great. Um, you know, everything I said in the last video, it, it stuck true. You know, I think, I think it's one of those things where like, you know, to add to the last couple of things I said in that last video, you know, really just decide what's important to you. I mean, obviously I'd love to make more money, but there is that opportunity to have that. So that fits the bill. But, you know, I really wanted more time. You know, I wanted to be able to play video games. I wanted to watch movies. I wanted to hang out with friends, family. And as much as the company that was nice enough to do that, it's also the realistic of like expectations of running a successful business at that hour. You know, like it takes a lot. And I just wanted more time. And that's no one's fault at that point. So it was really nice to make the change and switch. Um, I've actually seen my family more in this amount of time than I have in a long time. So it's nice. Um, now I'm just kind of catching up financially and switching things around and kind of getting used to a different financial status versus anything. But it's really nice. I'm not going to lie. It's been really nice just to kind of sit down and Man, I get home at 3.30, and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with my day? <laughs> like, it's so weird. And sometimes I hop on my computer. Sometimes I just fucking nap. Um, you know, and lately I've been um, working on goals. I worked out a couple times, and I actually have a race in a month. So we're doing a mud run in April 8th here in San Antonio. So if you want to join for that, just let me know. I'll give you details. Um, I got, like, two, three people signed up with me. Um Right now, I'm not in shape, so I got to hurry the fuck up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, guys, work-life balance is super important. Um, find it where you want to find it, and, and it's really important that you focus on you and you make time for you. I can't really stress it enough that how much it matters and how important it is. It was, a, it was kind of a hard couple weeks uh, in between knowing that this was happening, um, when I initially lost the job and it was just kind of like, well, what do I do now? You know? And it was just one of those things where, you know, and just kind of go back to the drawing board and figure it out. And I went through a lot of rejection with jobs. So it was kind of weird. It was like a sign to leave the industry. And, you know, I luckily got a call for this company that actually fit the schedule perfectly. Um, things fall into place and sometimes you got to go through something very shitty to, to really get in the end and get to the end of the rainbow, as my friend would say. Um, she's very wise, one of my wisest friends to date. But yeah, you know, I, I again, kind of wanted to give a life update because that last podcast was done, God, ways back. As you could tell, I'm procrastinating, and now I'm obviously recording a new segment of this. So kind of cool, kind of cool to see where you were about nine months ago. And, you know, it's... I guess it's nice to see that no matter what, like things end up okay, you know, and, and I think a lot of where my life has been is just continually get better at this point. And I'm excited. I'm excited what's to come. And there's a lot with this new restaurant that excites me, but <laughs> I'll be honest, like brunch is industry. Everyone knows is like fuck brunch. I still agree with fuck brunch. Um, <laughs> it is fucking what the fuck. It goes from like two tickets to like 20 real fucking quick there. And it's like, God damn it. Like, let me go make some damn biscuits. And <laughs> it, it's been fun. Honestly, it's been a good time. And I'm glad I could do something I love still and do it in a less amount of time versus having to suffer for 70, 80 hours working nights and never seeing family like it was really cool to have this past weekend with my um my mom here taking care of my daughter and after i got out i just hung out with my family um went out to a bar with my brother and i think that is the reason like i like to live now you know like 
I love to spend time with people. I love to talk to people and find that time, guys. Um, as far as like what's coming up in the show, I hope this is a good first episode for you to hear and soak it up when it comes to mental health issues. Um, I actually have a lot planned um, involving, involving, I'm sorry, The Last of Us. Um, I kind of talked about it, I think, in, in this episode about talking about my trauma, and I think I'm ready to do those episodes. Um, season one of The Last of Us is about to finish this upcoming Sunday. Um, Joel's story resonates with me a lot in a lot of different ways. And, you know, again, like, I, I, I'm re- I really want to talk about those things, um, not only for myself, but for others that don't want to talk about their trauma and their hurt and their brokenness. Um, you know, I think it's important that we talk about those things, um, not only for self-awareness, but just to understand that it's there, you know, and I think that's half the battle. When you know that it's there, you definitely have more than a chance to win. So expect that. That's coming soon. That'll probably be a solo podcast with myself. Um, I'm actually currently streaming The Last of Us right now on Twitch. So follow me at um, JH0919 and follow J-Ho and The Variety Show um, as we will be putting up episodes hopefully more often. I think I said once a month in the last podcast, but... It's actually possible that I do bi-weekly, bi-weekly, once a week. Editing kind of sucks, I'm not going to lie. So, who knows? Maybe I'll just throw it up in there and hopefully it doesn't sound like shit. And (laughs) y'all enjoy the show because I think overall, um, you know, we're going to talk about a lot. From nerdy shit to mental health shit to business shit. Um, It's kind of the the benefit of a a variety show. And if you have a topic that you want to hear about, you want to talk about with me, Um, Just DM me and all my socials. Um, You could probably find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Um, I don't have a TikTok. Uh, Yeah, all on JH0919. Um, But anyway, um, this is, again, once again, the J-Ho Variety Show. And this has been a life update from March 2023. And I will see you guys next time. That's it, folks. Show's over. J-Ho and the Variety Show is no more. But stay tuned. There's more great content coming at you. We'll be here. Hang tight. See you later.